0: What up, what up, what up? We are here week 15 of the fantasy football playoffs now. We are in the playoffs, so congratulations to everyone that is listening to this that has made it to the playoffs. I know some people will probably be on their bye weeks um, in the playoffs, depending on what type of league you play in, whether you play in a 16 league or sorry, a 16 playoff league or if you play in a 14 playoff league. I know I have a mixture of both. In my ESPN league that I'm in charge of, it is four teams that are able to make it in. And then my other leagues, it is six teams. One league is eight teams. I didn't even make it with eight teams. That just was rough that I didn't make it with that one. Started off in my defense. When I did that league, I might have been a little bit inebriated. So looking at that team, I'm surprised I got as far as I did. And then injuries just like messed me up. I chose far too many Texans players. But we're going to learn next year should be even better than ever. So I'm looking forward to that. But four out of my five leagues, I made it in the playoffs. And this is what it is all about. I'm going to break down every single game. I'm going to give you guys some sports bettings with the plus minus spreads. Some people that you should look into for this week. But also, if you're chilling on a bye week this week, people to look into for next week as well. And we're just going to get it cracking. With the first things, a couple of the waiver wire and so I think people should look into Desmond Ritter is playing against the Panthers he had a solid week last week and I think that that's somebody that people should look into if he's out there on your waivers I know depending on the type of league you play in will determine a lot but Desmond Ritter is only 10% rostered which is a big thing the last couple of weeks so last week against the Buccaneers he did put up 26 points this is based on Yahoo projections he did have only one passing touchdown, but he threw for over 347 yards, which is big. And then he also had a rushing touchdown. So part of his numbers are because of the touchdowns. Uh, the rushing touchdown does impact that, but then also they were throwing a lot. It was 29-25, which is not a low-scoring game, over 54 points were put in the game. Sorry, 54 points were put up in that game. But then the week before that, he played the Jets, which is just have a solid defense. The Saints, and he's only had one, two. Three games over 20 plus points. That's one thing that you should pay attention to. My other guy that people should look into, it's a quarterback as well, Mr. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco had a solid game. It is right now going to say that he's back on the practice squad. That's just because of roster numbers and how they do everything. But Joe Flacco will be the starter next game. I can let you know that. Against the Jaguars, he put up 21 points. Against the Rams, he put up 17 points. And he's had two plus touchdowns in both games. I don't see that changing against the Bears. The Bears have a good front four, but I'm not trusting necessarily their back as much. And this also just shows you they were hoping so much that Deshaun Watson would be partially what Joe Flacco is. The Browns' defense is solid. They are studs. All they need is a comparable quarterback. And if they would have had Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb, in terms of Deshaun Washington from the Houston Texans and the Nick Chubb before he got injured, they would be studs and that's really what they wanted. But the Jaguars were decent. They end up like letting Jake Browning throw up against them. So take it for what it's worth. Well. But if you do want to pick up Joe Flacco, the next two games that he does have are against the bears and then the Texans. So two decent often, uh, two decent defenses, but I think Joe Flacco could end up putting up a good amount of points. On them, a couple of defenses to pay attention to are, so I picked up the Titans defense. That is one that should be out there on some people's waivers. I only picked up the Titans defense. I'm trying to see if I can figure out the numbers. So they play the Texans this week. And the reason why I picked up the Titans defense, we don't know if CJ Stroud is playing. If CJ Stroud is not playing, that is big. The last couple of games that the Titans have been in against Miami, they put up nine points against the Colts. They put up eight points against the Panthers. They put up 10 points, the Jaguars. They let up a lot of points before that. They played the Bucks. They put up six. Pittsburgh, they only had one point. Atlanta, they had eight points. So before, since the buy, they've changed. It really depends on the games. But if I'm going off of the past four games, well, sorry, the past five games, four out of the five games are really good numbers. The one that a lot of people are going to tell you to pick up are the Falcons. But kind of looking at the Falcons overall, It's a quality pickup. They're just playing in Carolina, and that's the thing I'm not too sure about. They are against the Bucs. They put up one point. Against the Jets, they put up 17. Against the Saints, they put up 12. And in both of those games, they did have, no, against the Saints, they did have a touchdown. Against the Jets, they did not have a touchdown, but they had two fumble recoveries, an interception, four sacks. And they only allowed six points. I mean yeah, they only allowed six points. That Buccaneers, they allowed 27 points. When they they have when they play the Panthers. Oh, they played the Panthers week one. And they did good. So that was in Atlanta. So I think that the Falcons are a good pickup as well. The Bengals, they play the Vikings. So that's one that you can look into if you think it is a good pickup or not. I personally Don't really know what's going to happen with the Vikings offense. There are so many question marks because is Alexander Madison going to play? Or is it going to be Ty Chandler? Is Justin Jefferson going to play? Or is it just going to be Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson as the main people out there? But other ones that you can look into, they are saying Chase Brown. I'm not going on the side of Chase Brown unless Joe Mixon is not playing. The Bears, I'm not doing the Bears. Don't touch the Bears defense at all because joe flacco is pretty solid we also talked about desmond ritter but the next one is demarcus robinson i'm not to the point yet of three receivers in that offense although the past two games he has had a touchdown and he has had three plus receptions which does stand for something and that is of importance i'm not to the point yet of demarcus robinson is someone who you can end up playing other than that the only other one i would say is maybe wandale robinson but both the robinsons are kind of in the same category on in that regard and kind of just diving into it we'll break down every single game for you guys and say who should end up starting who we should end up sitting um other part that i want to talk about is we'll bring up the sports betting too so last week we went four and three which is not bad the week before that we went six and one so we've had Positive and negative weeks as well. Four and three is a winning week still, but going to the first game, we have the Raiders and the Chargers. The Raiders did not put up a point last week. I don't know how that's possible or how that could be. I'd be hot if I had any of the Raiders players, but you're still throwing out Devontae Adams. We have to see what's going on with Josh Jacobs. That's a big thing because if Josh Jacobs is not playing, a lot of people are going to center and rotate towards just Devontae Adams and then Myers as well. The Raiders are just trying to get through this season. I think there's going to be a lot of changes that are going to happen. I can also see Devontae Adams not even being there next year. Of course, he's going to say all the right things to make it seem like it, but I can really see them not having him next year, more so because he wants to get out of town and be on a winning team. The Chargers, you're I'm rolling out Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. It's going to be Easton Stick as a quarterback because Justin Herbert is gone for the, rest of the season with a broken index finger. But this difference is plus three, plus minus three, and they have the Chargers of the underdog. I personally would go with the Chargers. It's in Los Angeles as well, I think. No, sorry. It's in Las Vegas. So the Vegas has two back-to-back games for starters. Y'all didn't put up a point last game. Y'all got to do something this game. But if I had to choose anybody, I'm going with the Chargers. So we'll make that our first bet of the game. So that'll be the Chargers in that one. I have the Chargers actually to win as well. And then next game we got is the Vikings and the Bengals. I have the Bengals in this one, but for the Vikings side, it's a bunch of question marks and T.J. Hawkinson. We don't know what's happening at running back. We don't know what's happening at wide receivers, so I'm not really going with anything else yet. On the Bengals side, Joe Mixon, and then you're rolling out. You can throw one of the tight ends out there because sometimes Jake Browning likes to throw it to the tight end, and then I'm going with Jamar Chase. You're still putting Jamar Chase out there. I feel bad if you're a Tyler Boyd or T. Higgins owner. This also is going to be Yo, T. Higgins might sign a contract somewhere else. And I know this is early, but I wouldn't be surprised if T. Higgins goes to, like, the Chiefs or somewhere. The Chiefs, when we get to them, I'll talk about it, but Chiefs are 1,000% going after a number one receiver. Patrick Mahomes, you can look at him and tell he's not going to let his legacy die this way with no more receivers. They're going to find a number one receiver. Travis Kelsey is getting older, so they have to figure out that replacement so I can see the tight end and the wide receiver. Wide receiver positions being two points of emphasis this summer. They tried it without Tyreek Hill. It's not going to work out anymore. But yeah, Vikings, Bengals, in that one, you got to focus on the tight end. But with the Bengals, I told you the ones that were rolling out. I'm not doing any plus or minus spreads, anything like that. I have the Bengals in this one. Next one we have is the Steelers and the Colts. So in this game, Steelers did not look good against the Patriots. I'm going to say that straight up. I'm going with the Colts, but for the Steelers' side, Najee Harris, you're rolling out. Deontay Johnson and George Pickens, you unfortunately have to throw them out there. They didn't, Mitchell Trubisky didn't even put up 200 yards passing. That doesn't speak of a lot of volume for you guys. And then on the Colts' side, Zach Moss, I'm still pushing out there. Michael Pittman Jr., I'm still putting out there, although he's going to get Joey Porter Jr. coverage, which is going to be a little tougher for him out there. I have the Colts in this one. The spread is plus two and a plus minus two and a half. We'll do it. We'll go with what is it? I'll go Colts minus two and a half. And kind of just see how that ends up going for us. So next one we have are the Broncos and the Lions. I'm going with the Broncos. The Lions did not look good last game. I don't know how these games are losing to these random teams. Not random, respectfully. Because these are legit teams that the Lions are playing. Like they played the Bears. You lost to the Bears. And then the week before that, you beat the Saints. But then if you go the week before that, you lost to the Packers. So you lost to the Packers, you beat the Saints, and you lost to the Bears. You seem like y'all want to be a legit, and then week 11, you guys beat the line. I mean, you beat the Bears. So, yes, I get their division opponents, and they're going to be tougher. But y'all should be doing way better than what you're doing right now. And that's just me. But in terms of this game, Broncos, Cortland Sutton for sure, Javante Williams, you're putting out there as well for the Lions. I'm St. Brown, David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta. You're putting out the whole group with that one. This game, it's plus minus four and a half. They see the Lions as top dogs. So I'm going to switch it up on them. And I'm going with the Broncos in this one. I personally don't think the Lions are as good as people think they are. The Broncos have been riding hot too. So I'm going with the Broncos in that one. Next game we have are the Bears and the Browns. Bears-Browns for this one, or is it going to show up? Is it even going to show up? Okay, so it's plus minus three and a half. It has the Browns as the favorites. I'm going with the Browns. Bears side, Justin Fields is the only one I'm putting out there because of his legs. Nobody else. The running back situation is questionable. The wide receivers are going to be probably guarded pretty heavily because of Cleveland Browns defense, which is legit. Brown side, Joe Flacco, like I brought him up on our waivers. You can put him out there, draw him forward, and then you can throw one of the wide receivers out there. But my main one I would say is David Njoku. Joe Flacco and David Njoku and have a connection right now, and it's going to fit them pretty well. The Browns are minus three and a half. It's going to be a lower scoring game, which the numbers also say at uh, over under 37 and a half. But I would go with the Browns in that one. I'm not putting money on that one, but that's how I'd go with. Next one is the Bucks versus the Packers. I'm going with the Bucks in that one. If you end up looking at what it is, it's plus minus three and a half. And it has the Packers as the favorites. So, with this one, this is another underdog one that I'm going to do. And I'm going with the Bucks money line for this one. Bucks, I need to see more from Mike Evans because Mike Evans did not do well last game. Rashad White did well. And those seem to be the two main people that people focus on. Kate Otten has been doing a lot. So, that could be a. A flyer for a touchdown, anytime touchdown. Packer side, Jaden Reed's the only one I would put out. He's getting the volume. He's also getting the work that's needed in the backfield, but also as a receiver. Next one we have is Texas Titans. I'm going with the Titans, but this is contingent upon. We don't know at the time of this recording. We don't know if CJ Stroud's playing. I will do one later in the week as well. Just kind of recapping my thoughts for everybody, probably on like Thursday or Friday. But C.J. Stroud is a big dependent upon who's going to win this one. But the Titans defense is someone I would say that anyone can go with. Um, So Titans in that one Uh, for the Texans, nobody if C.J. Stroud is not playing. If C.J. Stroud is playing, depending on if Nico Collins is healthy or not. But Noah Brown is the one that you can do. Devin Singletary or Damian Pierce. I don't think there's enough volume yet from them in terms of how this Titans defense is. Only thing would be a random fall in the end zone for a touchdown because we saw how the Dolphins were against the Titans and Raheem Mostert had two touchdowns that were close. Um, next one that we can end up looking at are the Jets and Dolphins. So me personally, of course, isn't going to be the case, but Tyreek Hill looks like he should be one of the front runners for MVP, just based off of how the team played with him on the in the game and without him in the game. And I think that's important, but for the jet sideline, Garrett Wilson is someone you could throw out. I know Jalen Ramsey is going to probably be on Garrett Wilson. And that's my only concern that I do have in the game, but if they watch the tape and they end up looking at kind of how the game was played, how they moved around Deandre Hopkins throughout the game, then you can end up going with Garrett Wilson out there. Brees Hall, he hasn't been much of a factor the same way as he was in the beginning, So I'm hoping Brees Hall can end up getting back on pace with everything. And then for the Dolphins side, Tyreek Hill, of course, if Tyreek Hill is healthy to end up playing, you're playing Jalen Waddell. Raheem Oster, you're playing. Only reason why Devon HN has not gotten as much work as a lot of people would have hoped or wanted to is because Raheem Oster has been doing so well. You don't want to mess up a good thing that you have going. You might as well end up just keeping the same situation that you do have. But, yeah, just kind of talking about what happened with Brees Hall last week. So, Brees Hall had 10 catches, I mean, 10 carries for 40 yards. But he did have eight receptions for 86 yards. Again, this week, going into the Jets-Dolphins, you're going to see a lot of work from them in the passing game. So, I would be open to say that Devon H. should have a good game. But, yeah, seeing Brees Hall end up having eight for 86 in the catch-and-get-receiving game, Compared to on the ground, they only had 79 yards on the ground. The Texans' three running backs had 81 yards on the ground. Wasn't really much happened on the ground. It was more so through the air. And Zach Wilson had 300 on the Texans, whereas Texans couldn't really get anything going. But that's the Jets' defense for you. So I think what I'm also going to say is the blueprint that the Eagles, more so the Eagles, put out towards the Dolphins the Jets are probably going to follow something very similar to that to figure out how to shut them down. But also, if Tyreek Hill is not playing, you're going to see a lot more coverage towards Jalen Waddell. But if Tyreek Hill is playing, it will open up different parts of the game as well. Going into the Chiefs and Patriots, I really want to see what the line is on this one. So it's plus minus nine and a half. I think that that's probably too high to have. But that's just the odds. Like If it was two or three, I'd easily take it. But that's essentially you're saying they're going to win by 10 points, which they can. I don't think that the Patriots can put up as many points as the Chiefs. I'm just not willing to go to plus minus nine and a half at this point. But I do have the Chiefs. Chiefs are putting out Travis Kelsey. We don't know who the running backs are going to be right now. And Rasheed Rice needs to step up as well. Patriots side, just Zeke is the only one I would play. You can also end up doing Z for 40-50 rushing yards or something like that. Let's kind of see what the lines are. It is, today's Tuesday when we're recording this. So, yeah, they don't have any of it. So, later in the week, I'll end up putting it out for you guys. Next one's Giants-Saints. I'm going with the Saints. I know the Giants do have a good thing going as well, but I'm sticking with the Saints. They need this game. Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, are two main people that you can end up rolling out there, no matter who the quarterback is going to be. For the Giants side, Saquon Barkley is the only one, and Saquon Barkley will make sure he gets in the end zone, too. That's just kind of how he ends up seeming to be. at two touchdowns last week. The line? What is the line on this one? Oh, plus one is six. So, you know, hmm. Let's go with it. I'm going to go with the Saints minus six. That is a mean spread, but we're going to end up seeing how that one goes. The next one's Falcons, Panthers. I'm going with this is close as well. I'm very surprised. But I'm going with the Falcons in this one, and I'm doing Falcons minus three. So that's the spread on what the Falcons game is. Also, with that being said, Bijan Robinson and Kyle Pitts and Drake London, you're putting out there for the Falcons. I mentioned earlier that as a waiver wire ad, you can end up doing Desmond Ritter. The Panthers side, nobody. I'm sorry. If you want to, you can go Chiba Hubbard, but that would really be the only one that I ended up like rolling out there. Kind of going into the next game, we have the Commanders and the Rams. For the Rams side, you're putting out Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua, and Cooper Cup. Some people might go with Robinson. I'm not on that side. Matthew Stafford is another one that you can end up playing. He's a waiver wire add as well, depending on the lead that you play in. And then for the commander, Sam Howell, you are putting out and Curtis Samuel are the two main ones. Brian Robinson, as long as he is 100% healthy and everything is good, you can end up going with Brian Robinson as well. I have the Rams in this one and then kind of looking at what the line is for that game. It's plus minus six and a half. I'm not willing to go that far because I can see the commanders doing it. But, you know, because who I am. I'm going to end up doing some surprise, surprise for you guys and say the commanders. Plus six and a half. So we have our seven bets and that's going to be the ones that we go with for today. I have the Rams. But I could see the commanders covering. So 49ers and Cardinals, easily with the 49ers, you don't even want to see it's plus minus 13 and a half. They're saying they're going to beat them by two touchdowns. And quite frankly, I can kind of see that happening. 14 and a half is a mean line, though, with them playing in Arizona, too. 49ers you are on all of them. Brock Purdy, you can put out there. Christian McCaffrey, you can put out there. George Kittle, you can put out there. Debo Samuel, you can put out there. And then also Brandon Ayuk. A couple of them are going to get it going. You're going to have the one that's going to have the dud fluky game, though. For the Cardinals, James Connors is the only one. And that's going to be tough because those 49ers are going to come into play today. But that's why I would end up rolling out. Cowboys, Bills, that's probably the game of the week. Right now they have the Cowboys as the underdogs, which I do not agree with at all. I'm going with the Cowboys in this one. Um, I don't I more so say because of the odds, it seems too good to be true that the Cowboys would be the underdogs. And I'm to the point of being like, I would just like put five on it. Or like whatever you're willing to end up spending. But I really think that the Cowboys, the ride that they're on, the Cowboys should end up coming away with this one. Cowboys are rolling out CeeDee Lamb. You're rolling out Tony Pollard. Brandon Cooks has been another one that's been doing good. Dak Prescott has been doing well, too. So you can put all of them out there. Then for the Bills, you can put out Stefan Diggs, Duncan Cade, probably Dawson Knox as well. And then on top of that, you can roll out James Cook. And then you can put Josh Allen, the one and only. So going into the next one, we have the Ravens-Jaguars. We have two more games for everyone, so hang in there. Ravens, Jaguars, you have Lamar Jackson. I don't really know how you want to handle the running back situation. Then for the receivers, Odell Beckham I would put out, and Isaiah Likely is the other one that you can end up getting away with too. On the Jaguar side, Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram, and then Travis Atien are the main ones. I'm going with the Ravens. The line for the Ravens-Jaguars game is plus minus three and a half. I know I said it before, but I'll go with the Ravens minus three and a half. I've put kind of a decent amount up there, but I have confidence in the Ravens. If they lose to the Jaguars, I'll be a little surprised. So they need to end up coming away with this one. But the Texans-Titans game is big for what happens in the Ravens-Jaguars game. Because if the Texans win and the Jaguars lose, Houston, we got a problem over there in jacksonville final one is the Eagles seahawks you're rolling out all the eagles players you're rolling out deandre swift devontae smith deandre swift devontae smith aj brown dallas goddard jalen hurts then for the seahawks you're rolling out the triple threat of dk metcalf tyler lockett and Jackson smith the jig the eagles defense is butt I'm I'm sorry about it. I apologize if any of the Eagles players are listening to this because I know how hard you guys play in the NFL. But the Eagles defense needs to get better. That secondary needs to step it up because whoever is the quarterback will find holes within them. It's plus minus three and a half for the Eagles right now. And I don't even think that that's, that's kind of bad for as good as the Eagles are for it to be plus minus three and a half. If the Eagles lose another one, we're going to be having discussions over there. I know, again, I know I said it before, so this is the last one, but Eagles three minus three and a half, I'll put that down. And then Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker will struggle because running backs normally don't do as well against the Eagles because they always just find a way to just pass the ball. So that's everything that I have for today. Of course, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone that's been supporting the channel, listening to us, and just keeping up with whatever we've been talking about. I tried to run through every single team. The players that should end up starting in the game is my predictions. I'll probably put out another one later in the week if I have time. If y'all want me to start putting out too, just let me know. And so, next time, this is Hayes. We out.